0: A lot of people ask me if it is safe to travel in Himalayas during monsoon. I don't suggest it. Monsoon in Himalayas are very dangerous. And year after year, I have seen people uh, meeting with accidents and not uh, having a good experience overall during uh, while traveling in monsoon. So, so it is one question that I am not really comfortable with answering and I would always suggest uh, not going to Himalayas especially Uttarakhand and Himachal during uh, this season You can wait, you can go to some other place where uh, it rains less But then in my experience there are not many places left which have like this kind of uh, uh, rainfall uh, where you will be totally safe I have been stuck in floods in Kerala as well as Rajasthan, so it is a big no-no for Coming to this episode, uh, today I am talking with Akansha Sivar. She is a very experienced and a very brave traveller. I have uh, featured her on one of my episodes of the other podcast, Daily Passenger. Uh, give it a try, give it a listen if you haven't. Uh, Akansha is a avid Trekker, she loves offbeat destinations, she loves art architecture and she is a very big fan of uh, upcycling uh, products and uh, she's a very good responsible traveler. Today she joins me to discuss uh, a very hidden place in Himalayas, Himachal uh, Pradesh. Now it is not that hidden, many people who go to beer building know about Bharat Valley but uh, Akansha is someone who has explored Barod Valley in very detail. She has trekked, she has uh, stayed in homestead, she has tried their local food. So I think she is the best person to talk about uh, her travel experience in Barod. So let's welcome her and hear from her about her journey and uh, what hidden gems are there in Barod. Hi Akansha, how are you?
1: Hey, Anshul. I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm good too. Thanks for asking. So, thanks a lot for uh, taking out the time today and joining me for this interview.
1: Well, thank you for having me here today. It's always a delight, Anshul, listening to your podcast. And uh, talking here today feels even more amazing.
0: So, Akansha has done a podcast with me earlier, but uh, this is the first time we are doing a, a on-call recording. So Live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what place are you going to talk about today?
1: So, we're going to talk about uh, Barot Valley and places in and around Barot because I think it's, though people think it's quite touristy and all that, but it actually has so much to offer to every kind of traveller. So, yeah.
0: So, what is the most fascinating thing about Barot Valley that makes you like that place so much?
1: So, you know, Anshul, Barot is this like quaint yet touristy town, which is like situated on the old River. I think the most fascinating part about it is that it lies bang on the border of Mandi and Kangra. Therefore, you know, it flaunts both the cultures so beautifully, right? Like if you talk about Barot, I think right from Ghatsini onwards, the route, it's simply out of the world. You know, one can never get bored if you're traveling by bus. My eyes were like wide open throughout for those two and a half hours from Mandi onwards. And uh, if I had to use a metaphor to explain how the place is, I would call Kulu, the flamboyant cousin of Barot. Since Barot is more demure and shy, you know, even though equally stunning, yet underrated, I feel. And these haulish tunnels there, the Scandinavian architecture, those forest-dressed houses, those wild daisies blooming in summers and monsoons, it gives a very East European kind of vibe. Probably also because the British were obviously there for quite a bit back in the day. Yeah, and there's so much of culture there. Like people believe in the Devta community, and Pashukot Devta is the local deity there. Yeah. And stinking rich in natural resources, flora, fauna, with Nargu wildlife sanctuary right there. So, yeah, there's so much about
0: Barod. So, it seems that Barod has a lot to cover, and I don't think it is possible on a two day visit. I had done the same thing. So, most of the things that you mentioned, I have not observed or seen. So, I'll talk about rest of the things later, but tell me about this Scandinavian architecture I didn't know about and like it existed in Barod region.
1: Okay, so I'm sure but you must have seen those forest rest houses, Anshul. like uh, the one in Barod town itself. In fact, even the remotest of the villages there somehow have these forest rest houses, you know, whether it's PWD or the forest rest house. And there is this particular one that I remember visiting. It's called Colonel Betty's residence. So Colonel in Jalan, I think Jalan was the place or the village. And Colonel Betty was, I think, the engineer officer who had planned in the, from the British Army who planned the Hydel Power project. So his house now is now I think used by the Punjab State Electricity Board as a rest house. So that one was one of a kind again. So yeah, so basically these were all built by the British while they were working on the Hyrule project, right? Back in, I think, 1932, if I'm not wrong. So, that, therefore, you'll see this scandinavian come european kind of touch to most of these foresters' forest houses. And the most amazing part is that it's still intact, imagine, till date.
0: That's interesting. And what all did you visit in Barod?
1: Okay, this is going to be, like, slightly longish answer because... So, I was there, in fact, I had planned probably just two or three days, but then somehow I managed to make it like four to five days because I want to explore not just Barot but places like uh, Lohardi and there's so many villages around Lohardi. Fulari this is one village. So yeah, so what I saw was I did a lot of hikes, day hikes. I went hiking from Baragram village, a little ahead of Barot, to Rajgunda. Barot actually is, I mean, ideally it's in Mandi district and Rajgunda is in Kangra, right? So you cross over the river and uh, there's a hike, this is a one hour easy day hike, one or two hours actually. So we did hiking there, then did a couple of hikes in Lohardi region, there are these uh, villages, there is this one village called Swar village, that again has this British time forest rest house. That's about half an hour, to forty-five minutes hike from Lohari. Then there is this Pulling village ahead of Pulling. There is this one Pashko Divta, who is the local deity there, and, uh, he is the rain god, I think. There, yeah. So people have a lot of faith in the local deity there. So I went hiking with my homestay owner, the old uncle. So that one was again worth visit. It comes in the Chota Bengal region, and the scenery there is completely again out of the world. The brooks meandering by, snow capped mountains. And at the same time, you see so much of the culture, right? Because most of the culture actually revolves around religious processions and, you know, rituals and ceremonies and all of that. Basically, exploring villages and finding women weaving their, you know, local handlooms and stuff like that. Apart from the typical touristy things like checking out this one waterfall. And this huge waterfall actually was not uh, anywhere on the blogs that I had read before planning a trip. So that one again was quite a pleasant surprise. So, we are mostly exploring villages around and knowing a little bit about the culture.
0: Yeah, that's a very interesting itinerary. So, how did you reach Barod Valley and how did you manage your transport over there?
1: So, Anshul, I was uh, traveling by HRTC. I I was that time based out of Chandigarh, right? So, even for others, whenever they're planning a trip, Barot is now easily connected. So you catch a bus either from Delhi or Chandigarh ISBT. Thereon, I took the bus till Mandi. From Mandi, you catch a bus, any bus which is Kangra bound, right? And I got down at Ghatsani. Ghatsani is this uh, diversion from NH20, that is the main highway. So you get down at Ghatsani and thereon you catch a bus for Barot. And then I caught another bus from there to Lohardi. I was actually staying in Lohardi. So yeah, a couple of changes, like three, four stops in one day, but it was worth it. The ride was beautiful again. And somehow I was lucky that, so I wasn't aware that there's something called Lohardi Mela, which was just starting that time. And the bus was filled with all these women gearing up for the Mela. And, you know, they were singing folk songs. And the otherwise uh, sleepy Hamlet was, you know, just bustling with energy and vigor. So. That was one beautiful experience in the Himachal roadways.
0: And I have heard that Barod has a lot of trekking routes. So did you try anything over there?
1: Yes, in fact, it has so much to offer to both, you know, for people looking for day hikes, easy day hikes, and even people who want to do serious treks in a sense, which involves multiple days and all that. So like I told you about this uh, waterfall, I had not heard about it on, uh, never seen it on the YouTube or anything. So this was again a beautiful surprise, which again, thanks to my homestay owner, he took me for the hike. So this hike starts from Ruling Nala and the waterfall is based in Gurala village. And this is a massive waterfall and has this pool underneath and you can even take a dip and have a bath there. And the hike goes through streams and villages. So one should definitely not miss it while you're there. So it's called Gurala waterfall basically. <laughs> Then uh, there are a lot of these trails inside this Nargu Wildlife Sanctuary, which is home to the endangered Himalayan Monal, Monal or Monal, I'm not sure how you pronounce the bird, and the black bears. So there are quite a few trails that lead you to Kullu as well from there. Then again, for an easy hike, you could uh, hike up to Winch Camp. Now Winch Camp is where you have this machinery for the, the trolley haulage. And it has this vantage point, which gives an amazing view for both the valleys, that is the Nagar as well as Barod. And then I hiked up to Pulling village, which is the last village on the roadhead. Thereafter, there is only Chota Bengal region wherein you have forest and meadows. And so I hiked up from Lahari to Pulling. And you will see a lot of these traditional architecture of the houses. You know, usually Barod has now more of modern architecture. But when you get into Pulling, you'll actually see the way of life, their way of life, how they live and everything. And so we went hiking up to Pashuport Devta Temple. And there's this trek from Baragram to Rajkunda that I told you about. And I think further ahead, if you stay in Rajgunda, I think there is a hostel there. So you can even go hiking up to Billing. Yeah, there were a lot of cyclists that day riding from Billing to Rajgunda. And then if you want to looking for a serious trek, you could trek up to Dinosaur Lake. There is a high altitude lake there and it has this religious significance for the locals and, you know, it has a real landscape with razor-sharp cliffs. Of course, I didn't do this, but this is definitely a must-do in case you're looking for a good hike. And I think it just takes about two days. Of course, the Bada Bengal region via thamsar Pass, which is one of the best treks of Himachal. So this is, again, very close by. And then there's this offbeat trek to Sari Pass, which takes you to Lok Valley in Kulu. So, yeah, these are the kind of treks that one could actually plan on while
0: you're visiting Barod. That is really interesting. So till now, I've only heard about Rajagunda trek. That too, because I keep going to Beer. When I was in Barot Valley, I didn't explore much because I because it kept raining all the time and I could not even trek to Winch Camp.
1: I know, like the rains there are like, the weather there is so unpredictable. Like it's sunny one moment and it starts pouring the next. So even I hike like in rain and all of that. So I know what you're saying.
0: Yeah, but I really enjoyed the food of Valley. Would you like to share about it a
1: little? So for starters, I bought this homegrown organic rajma from there. And which was really good, by the way. I love rajma. I think that's the only thing I, I can make really well. So yeah, I had to pick up rajma from there. And I tried this brown chutney, the rhododendron chutney. Then even sabzi. My homestay I even made sabzi out of it. Then linglu's we in fact collected a lot of Lingroos while, while hiking in Chota Bangala ahead of pulling. So the homestead uncle made Lingroo ka Sabzi for me. Then there is this one, I'm forgetting the name of that dish, but it's something like what we have here in, like we have Arbi, right? So I'm not sure what they call it, but something of that sort. So the plant has this Arbi sort of Sabzi underneath the ground. And they cooked that. So that was really tasty. I'm forgetting the name. I'm sorry. But yeah, these are some things that I tried on my trip. Anything that you tried and I missed out on, I would love to know.
0: Yeah, so over there, I tried uh, their local groom, Rajma. And obviously, trout is something that is very, like, uh, one of the most included things in every hotel and their So I wanted to yes. try trout. And unlike
1: Manali, that trout was not that costly. Right. Ha, of course, Barot is like the trout hub, right? And my husband, since this was a solo trip, and my husband is a crazy fish maniac. I mean, he's a Keralite. So he loves his fish. And I'm a vegetarian. I turned into vegetarian like almost three years back. So I couldn't try the trout. But yeah, I, when I told him that I went to this place, which was like, with, I had trout centers everywhere. So he was quite sulking. But yeah, I missed out on that.
0: Lastly, so what kind of stay options are available in Barod? Did you stay in a hotel or homestay?
1: Anjali, I was staying in a homestay. I was staying in Lohardi And there is, it's not actually an authentic homestay. I think most of the homestays these days have lost their sense because... It's not like homestay, homestay concept anymore. Wherein like people have made two, three rooms. And so they were, of course, I was having all ghar ka khana, whatever they were making for themselves. But I wasn't like really staying in their own house as such because they had two houses. So one was actually converted into this homestay come, you know, guest house sort of thing. But yeah, whatever they cook for themselves, I was having that. And so, but it was, I usually do budget stays. So it was pocket friendly. It didn't pinch my pockets. And best part was it was bang on lambadok the river that flows in Barot. Uh, sorry, in uh, Luhadi, that side. Barot is Uhul River and this side is Lombarduk, right? So the location was amazing. Hosts were really warm. And thanks to them, I think I always prefer hanging around with the locals. So because they know the place best, right? So they took me to all these hidden gems. And this homestead of mine, this old uncle's son, he makes, he records all these village functions. So right from, you know, wedding ceremonies to all these religious processions, this Devta processions and all of that. So I got to know so much about the culture through him because thanks to his videos and everything, the events that I could not attend because this is one particular ceremony that happens in February and August in a year. I think some Narayan ka puja or something like that in these two villages, which are cut off from the road. I mean, they they are, you can't, you have to go hiking up basically from Lohardi. You can't reach there by vehicle. So that event seemed really interesting, wherein there were these two, three people at the center. And, you know, it looked like they were possessed with these unearthly spirits. They were making weird noises, strange noises. And people were blowing trumpets and drums. So yeah, it was something which... Probably is beyond our comprehension, we'll not be able to understand. But then again, I think travel is all about just embracing differences beautifully. But that was something that I learned through my homestay owner again. So I think that's the best part about being in the homestays that you get to know so much about the place.
0: True. Like, I mostly prefer staying in homestays, especially since they are more, I should say, sustainable, although the word is like <laughs> so widely used these days. Yeah. But yeah. still, they are more sustainable to a traveler who is on a budget and will doesn't want to wander a lot in search of food or and wants to absorb local culture. So yeah, homestays are like the best thing ever.
1: Absolutely, true.
0: Yeah, and with this we will be ending this episode. So Barot is an interesting place. I hope that you guys plan your trip or you get your second jab. Don't just go and. Uh, crowd that entire location right now.
1: Yeah, guys. I mean, you must definitely plan on going that side and also the surrounding villages around Barot. It's definitely worth a visit. And I really hope this pandemic thing subsides soon and we're able to travel normally, freely.
0: Yeah, right. Thank you, Akansha, for uh, joining me for this episode. I am sure that more people who listen to the podcast will add Barot to their travel bucket list.
1: Nanshu, so, thanks a ton. I was just saying thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And thanks for giving me this opportunity to talk about one of the places that I really enjoyed in Himachal.
0: That's why it was my pleasure as well. And you can follow Akansha on. So Akansha, share your social media.
1: So I'm on Instagram as Akansha Suvach. And my blog is called Tales of the Hidden Trails on WordPress.
0: And you can follow me on my social media channels as well. All the links are mentioned in the description of this episode. And thanks a lot for listening to us. We'll be back with a new episode soon.
1: Thank you. See ya. Bye.